All right, we are back, season two. Welcome, guys. We're with James and Drew today. How you doing, guys? Good morning. Good. How are you? Good. All right, so we are um, back for second season. We're going to do some college football. We'll do some baseball playoffs. We'll do all sorts of fun stuff. But today we are going to focus on what's most important, and that is the Detroit Lions season. Since we are here in Detroit, we're going to focus on uh, simulating and talking about the season of the Detroit Lions. Uh, Before we get started with it, um, today's also a big day for us. We've got the fantasy football draft. That's right. Commissioner, are you ready for it? I I was born ready. (laughs) Yes. I, I am hyper prepared for this draft. Drew, you ready or? Uh, I made some potato salad. I'm more uh, pretty excited about the food situation. Oh yeah, uh, that, that the food situation is going to be I'm impressive. Hoping. We we could just do a whole podcast on Corey's uh, cupcake menu. Yeah, which I'm. I was ready drooling for the draft, over last night, but I'm more excited about the food situation. This is going to be one of my practice drafts. I feel like before my like real that's fair monetary drafts take place. Yeah, well that's that's kind of how. Should I be hearing you through here? Yeah, can you or no? No. All right, let me fix that for you. I don't know. If not, I can hear you without it. I just didn't know if my voice was recording. <laughs> no, you're recording. Oh, yeah, you're nice and loud. All right, cool. Yeah, so I- it's all good. I can hear you guys. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we got a fantasy football draft tonight. Before we get started, um, and James, you li- used to live in, Levo- or in uh, Las Vegas, so I'm going to ask you this. Do you think, because they talked about this on the radio the other day, do you think fantasy football is starting to die because the online betting now, everyone can do the betting? Do you think fantasy football is hurting because of that? I don't know if I would say it's hurting. I do think that it is cutting into the popularity, which you might say, well, that means it's hurting. I, I think it is not as popular as it was five, ten years ago. But I, I don't think the industry as a whole is, like, dying. I don't think right. gambling no, I, is going to replace fantasy football. I think it's dying a little bit. Maybe not dying, but hurting a little bit. And my sort of thought on that is I have a league where it's $100, and I was hoping that it folded so that I could just use that $100 to go <laughs> spend on DraftKings or something else. So uh, that was kind of something I was thinking about. But, I mean, I still feel like fantasy football is – it's the gold standard of fantasy because you only have to check your lineup a couple times a week. I think when we get to, obviously, you guys know I'm terrible about my fantasy baseball. It's just a lot oh, so to check I. it regularly. I just um, realized Otani's not pitching, and he was my starting pitcher, so well, I had to take him out. I found out Tuesday I've had Aaron Judge on my IL for like three months <laughs> or something like that. Uh, hockey, I'm, I did hockey last year, but the only reason I focused so much is I was in first place. So I was like, you know, it's a lot easier to focus when you're when there's a reward on Yeah, the I mean, when you're winning... It takes more precedence. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I just I thought it was interesting. Like they were talking about, oh, you know, you know, you everyone now wants the instant gratification. They don't want to go through the whole season. And it's like I don't know. I mean, it's still fun to manage a team and move people around stuff like that. So I think it's not at its peak. I think it's maybe on the downslide. But I think there's always going to be a room for fancy. I think sports. the camaraderie, like you know, like Drew just said, he's not as excited about the draft as he is like getting together in the food, you know, I, I think the camaraderie and stuff like that, you don't get that from gambling. No. And the drafts is the best part of the I whole, think whole live season. drafts are, live drafts are the, the first live draft I ever season. did was the one last year for us. And that was like so much fun. And we only yeah. had five people, but it was still <laughs> yeah. pretty fun. I think it, was it the, seems like we're getting almost everyone this time, at least like, I hope like, so. 
eight, nine, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the draft's without question the best part of the season. I mean, after that, it's like everyone's by themselves, whatever, you know. But when you get all, when you get everyone together, especially if you know people and you've got a history, you got a lot of uh, you know ball busting and stuff like that. It's it's fun. All right, so we um, pro football focus like the, uh, like we were I was saying la- uh, last year or last season they had the mock draft simulator which we did. They now have a 2023-2024 uh, simulation of the season, so you can pick your team. They've uh, adjusted the lineups. The lineups are, or the rosters are exactly up to date, uh, especially after the 53-man cutdown. So you've got the Lions as um, the team we're going to do because that's our hometown team. But these are as current as you're going as you're going to get, and they simulate the season. So we're going to go through and we'll kind of go game by game. I'll talk to you about what the different um, different results are. And uh, we'll go from there. Now, of course, every time you run the results, James, I was telling you earlier, the first time I ran it, Lions were 10, 6, and 1. <laughs> and then the next time they were 11 and seven, eleven and 6. So I like both those. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was the like. The tie doesn't happen, but. Yeah. And the tie was against Dallas, and then the next time they got their can just kicked by Dallas. So, all right. So we're going to simulate. um and then we'll uh, kind of talk. Before we do this, they had the 53-man cut down. Any concerns that they only kept two running backs so far? No. I, I was listening to 97.1 on the way to take Barrett to his appointment, and the biggest topic was about the kicking situation, which I think is a great sign for where we're at as a team. But also, and speaking as someone who has Riley Patterson and Badgley on my team, uh, our kicking situation is garbage. I know that's not what you asked, but... We have a kicker who can barely make a fifty-two yard field goal. And I feel like that is going to hurt us at some point. It's, it makes me it makes me long for the days of Jason Hansen. Yeah. Well, it just seems like it's something that could have been addressed. Um yeah, just, I, I know that as, you know, local Detroiters, we were excited about possibly drafting Moody and he, he went in the third round, which I think is pretty crazy for a kicker. And he struggled but in the preseason. Even through free agency, um, it seems like there were there were guys out there, and like last year, it didn't seem like it was a big priority, and this year, it doesn't seem like it's a big priority. So, that's kind of just disturbing. Is that this is a problem that there were many chances to solve? I think the running back situation. I'm surprised because there was so we have what it's Montgomery obviously and Gibbs, but there yeah. was that third guy. Was it Jermar Jefferson or there was a someone that Craig was, Reynolds? Craig Reynolds, Craig Reynolds. He didn't make the team. No, but they didn't waive him. They released him. So that means they can sign him back. Where if you waive them, they go on waivers and any team can pick them up. To me, that makes me think that they thought Craig Reynolds was a dime a dozen. Well, I kind of feel like after you get past second string running backs, they're quite interchangeable. So, I mean, if somebody goes down in November and we sign somebody who is on, you know, somebody else's practice squad, I think they're quite interchangeable. Um, I did like what I saw from Reynolds. Um, it's hard to tell because you don't know who they're playing against, really. But, like, I agree. I think you can find 15 guys that are yeah. on practice squads or whatever that are serviceable for a couple weeks, especially yeah. if they're not going to be your main back. Right. And our offensive line is sick, so maybe they're just like, you know what, with our O-line we can bring in a regular guy and he can 
you know, get three yards of carry. I think you could get three yards of carry through that O-line, Drew. I think I could get six. <laughs> I've seen you run. I get six I, once. Five at least. Once, and then my leg would break, and then I'd be out. <laughs> All depends on this. if there's a squirrel on the field. You might pick up ten. I think I might start screaming and throw the football. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We're going to start game one against Kansas City. This is Thursday night. Um, going to Kansas City, Super Bowl champs. Do what, we want to do predictions? Yeah, we yeah. we're, we're going to do predictions first, and then I'll tell you nice. this is what they think. So um, uh, go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, me personally, um, I was talking to someone the other day. I feel like if this is a 10-point game for us, then I'll be pretty happy for the start of this, this season. I, I, I This game worries me, but I think it's nice to get the hardest game out of the way first. And, you know, Maybe that sets a tone for us on what we need to work on. I'm projecting – you know, I'm going to say 27-21 Chiefs. Okay. So you, you think they're going to lose? I think they're going to lose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think the Chiefs are going to put some pain on the Lions. Um, I don't think that the matchup works very well. I don't see um, our linebacking core trying to – cover Travis Kelsey. I don't think that's going to go very well. Um, I think the biggest advantage that the Chiefs have is Andy Reid. Andy Reid with the Chiefs has never lost an opening game. Mahomes has never thrown an interception in an opening game. Um, Andy Reid is on a different level than our coach. I, I think there's just, and I think that's going to show. So I would predict a score more like, 31 to 17. I will be betting on the Chiefs for that game. Okay. Um, and, unless, I, I think the points are going to be more like 8, 9. I, I'd be surprised if that's the opening night. I don't think it'll go double digits. What is it right now? I haven't looked. I think it's going to be like 6.5. Oh, you think it's going to be less than a touchdown? I, it, oh, I Then I'm going to bet a car payment on the Chiefs. <laughs> if that's under a touchdown, I'm going to be betting heavy on the Chiefs. I, I think it'll be more like seven, seven and a half, eight. I think it's going to be over a touchdown. If it's under a touchdown, that's I'm saying right now, I think it's right around a touchdown, but it might change as betters, you know, come in, obviously. Um, I don't know. I can, I can take a look at that in a second. Um, so, pro football focus, they agree with you. Uh, Kansas City wins 32 to 12. So, oh, uh, weird what's. Score. They've got tons of weird scores on here. Like, I mean, there are some on here. It's like, how? I don't even know if they can get to that number. It's really strange. Uh, Jared Goff for this game. Jared Goff threw for 307 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, the touchdown was to Amon Ra. Amon Ra had, St. Brown had nine catches, 62 yards. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, three catches for 57. And then Marvin Jones who I just found out is the oldest receiver in football. That's what they said. Um, it's like 35? I think so, something like that. Um, a five yards, 49. Or five receptions, 49 yards. Uh, Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs had the same number of rushing attempts, seven. Um, it was more receiving than uh, rushing for Jameer Gibbs. So you've got 32-12, so they're down 0-1. Heading back home to Seattle. I think the Seattle game is the key game of this season. I, I 
Uh, Drew, I do not agree that I like that we're getting like a really hard game for our opening. I really wish we had like Chicago at home for the oh, yeah. opening. I mean, I do too. I'm just trying to like be spin a, it. Be a rosy, rosy fellow. I see. I mean, Seattle, it, I, I look at the Seattle Detroit game as a coin flip. Um, it was a very high scoring. These two teams played last year in Detroit, and it was a very high scoring game. It had that whoever has the ball last feel. Um, and I believe Campbell's coaching decisions uh, with some key possessions are the reason that we lost that game. I see this as another high-scoring affair. Um, Seattle has a couple key injuries right now. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I think is the scariest wide receiver I've just about ever seen, um, he, he's not going to be playing in that game. Kenneth Walker is not going to be playing in that game. I think because of those injuries, those are some pre-key uh, injuries on offense. I do see the Lions winning this game um, in, unless Campbell makes some decisions that will cause us to have an emergency podcast. Um, I would predict another high-scoring game. I'm going to say that's going to be— Is the emergency podcast abandoned ship? We're taking on water? <laughs> it's going to be, I told you guys about Campbell. I knew this was going to happen. Um I say the Lions are going to win that game 35 to 31. I think it's 28 24 Lions, and I think the Seahawks are like driving at the end, and we're all sweating because we know we're going to lose. And then uh, someone gets a pick like right near the end zone. That's I like my, that. That's my prediction. All right. So well, Pro Football Focus has this uh, three point game very close 13 10. Seattle wins. 13-10. I know. Again, you look at these, and some, I, I, like I said, some of these scores, you're like, this doesn't even sound, I don't know how they can get to these numbers. 13-10. But 13 The Lions only managed 13 points on the Seahawks defense. They're not winning that game. Yeah, so get ready, for the emer- get ready for the emergency pod uh, if it's 13-10. Yeah. All right, so, so far they have scored a total of 22 points in the first two weeks, and uh, there'd be a, I, I have a feeling... Knowing Detroit Lions fans as we do, there'd be a lot of uh, jumping off the ship. And I think if we go into this 0-2, I think we absolutely crap on the Falcons. I think we crap on the Falcons either way. I think it's like 35-17. So the Falcons um, have an exciting young offense, but it's still not projected to score very... Dijon, baby. Yeah. He looks looks very excited. Um, Our... Ritter, I think. Yeah, Ritter is their quarterback. Our GM is the only guy in all of football that studies football that likes uh, Jameer Gibbs more than Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Everybody else who wanted a running back thought that Bijan is the most exciting player in football. All that being said, Atlanta's offense is uh, not predicted to uh, amount to very much, and their defense is no good either. So the Lions absolutely roll in that game. If they are 0-2, um, you know, they're easily going to get to 1-2 and 2 here. Uh, there's, I, I see no way they go 0-3. Okay. I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I think this will be a very lopsided score. I'd say 30-10 uh, to 10 Lions. Okay. Um, so this is a home game, and according to the simulator, there's going to be a lot of this.
28-17, Lions win. Okay. So uh, they they don't do as well or as they're not as productive as, as you two are saying, but they do pretty darn well. Um, all right. So one and two now. We now go to... Oh, two Lamb. and one, right? No, we, one and two. We we, lost, I we, thought we, we beat the Seahawks. No, we lost to the Seahawks. Oh. We lost 13-10. Okay. So we're one and two. I don't think that's going to happen. Going into week four... Lambeau Field. Last time we won was end of the season. Um, now they're now we're facing Jordan Love. What say you? This is a huge game. Um, I said the Seahawks is you know the key game of the season just because it is week two. But I mean, this the reason this is more more important is because it's a division opponent. Uh, Jordan Love looked very good in the preseason, which as Lions fans just does not seem fair because they have not had to suffer with a quarterback in like 30 years. They went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now it's just not fair if they get a another starting quarterback who in his first year is just amazing. And it looks like that's and a possibility. And don't forget before that, the magic man, Dan Mikow- or Don Mikowski. I barely remember that. Um, the most underrated part of the Packers is their defense. Uh, people look at what the Packers defense did statistically last year, and it's not that impressive, and it's because they were injured the second half of the year. They never had their starting 11 on the field, and this defense is good. Um, I, right now, I, I would predict that the Packers win this game, but I'm really hoping that what we see from Jordan Love the first couple games makes me feel like we have the quarterback advantage. I think the Packers have a defense advantage. I think this is going to be a close game. This is going to be a very exciting game. I, right now, from what I've seen, would pick the Packers 21-17. to 17. Drew? Um, I think this is a big game for obviously a lot of the reasons that James said, but also I think you, know, you have the potential to set a new tone for the NFC North, and I think winning this would, would obviously go a long way to do that. Um, it's so hard to predict because we don't know what Jordan Love is yet, right? Yeah, he did well in the preseason, but... Yeah, second against second st- What is the defenses. preseason, right? So I, I think he's still going to struggle because I just think you know he's going to have growing pains and... Um, I'll be curious to see what they do the first three games. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but um, I think the Lions win. Uh, I just think the experience is going to help. and um, So I'm going to predict the Lions win, but I think it'll probably be close, especially at Lambeau. It's going to be like 17-14 on a last-minute field goal or something like that. Yeah. I could see it going either way by a field goal, honestly. But I agree. I'll, I'll call the Lions just for to be a homer. That yeah. Seattle score makes a lot more sense for this game yeah. than yeah. – there's no way that Seattle game is 13-10. That's cuckoo talk. Uh, well, then we are uh, we are living in the aviary, if you think that's cuckoo talk. They have them, um, Detroit winning 28 nothing. 28 to 28 nothing. Jared Goff, four touchdowns, 263 yards, 21 for 28. Jameer Gibbs, this is where he comes out. He has 10 rushing attempts, five receptions, 152 yards, wow. two touchdowns, uh, 73 yards receiving. David Montgomery, 22 rushing attempts, 125 yards, uh, 42 receiving yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, 75 yards on four catches. Is the Packers' defense a lot more incompetent than I'm remembering? Or Sorry, I did that. That's yeah, a- those numbers don't 
it, seem like they would work against that Packers D line. It's it's a strong D line. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, you know, Corey, part of what I, I agree, said is if if they use a lot of last year's statistics, that might come into their prediction. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, they say they've got everything updated. Okay. Wait, I mean, they've got it as. Uh, Hey, listen, As I will take the a 28-nothing Lions so again, win. These are simulations. Lambo. That I sounds mean, it's, so fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, case. this would be one I would rewind and watch again and again and again. So that would make yeah. us, what are we, 3-2 and two now? We are 2-2. Two 2-2. And two. Two and two. Two and, two, okay. and we're heading to, uh, we're, we are hosting Carolina and Bryce Young. Um, so week five, we are 2-2. Two and two. We're back home. Do we get a little home cooking here, and uh, how do we fare against Carolina? I I mean, I only watched a little bit of Bryce Young, and he made some good throws, but he also made some awful throws. Um, I think as far as I've been alive in 30 years, it seems like running quarterbacks have really dominated the Lions overall. But, you know, I think he gets a couple running touchdowns, but ultimately I think, you know, they end up sitting him in the fourth quarter because it, the game's away and it's just not worth it. Um, so I'm going to go, uh, I think it's going to be like 31, like 10 or something like that. I think the Lions are going to win pretty handedly in this game. James? Yeah, I, I agree with Drew. I think that's a great prediction for a score. Um, and, you know, we were just saying we didn't know what to expect from Jordan Love. Um, Jordan Love's been in the NFL for years, and, you know, he is – we don't know what to expect from him, but that's different than Bryce Young, who is a true rookie coming mm-hmm. right from college. Um, I do not expect him to have success. The other factor here is the Panthers are the team that ruined the Lions' playoff hopes yeah. last year, and there's absolutely going to be a bit of a revenge factor there. Um, I like Drew's score prediction. I'm, I don't have anything to change there. Thirty-one ten sounds right about what I would think. So if we... Sit back and enjoy the Green Bay game. This one, we are in the edge of our seats, and we are sweating it. Uh, Lions win 20-19. to 20-19. to 19. So I'll take it. Win yeah. It's a win. It's, it's a, a win's a win, but yep. I, th- I think there would be some questions after, like, what in the world is going on? Uh, James, I also I did just a quick check. The spread on the Chiefs and Lions, six and a half. All right. Well, I'm... Hope my wife is okay moving in with my parents because I'm gonna bet our house on that, that game. That being said, I think by the time you get there, it's gonna be closer to what you were saying. So if you're gonna bet, yeah, you're, gonna bet you're, you're making me feel like I should get that bet, yeah. and it's gonna go over seven for sure. I, I would say it would too. I mean, yeah, if if you can't get it in now, all right. Uh, now we head down to Tampa Bay, week six. Tampa Bay is uh, Baker their quarterback? Baker Mayfield yeah. is the starting quarterback, or at least that's how it is on week one, week six. It could be the uh, bagger at Piggly Wiggly. I don't know. What do you think? How do you, how do you, how do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? We are right now three and two, feeling a little good about ourselves. A little questions after Carolina, though. We head down south. This was always I I just when Tampa Bay was always in the NFL or NFC Central at that time, or then the North. We just we always seem to just. You know the creamsicle uniforms. We creamsicle uniforms, and I heard that's what they're going to have when we play them. Really? That's what are I you heard. serious? That's what I, I pray they do. They're bringing them back this year. Oh man! So they may have the creamsicle uniforms, but we always just seem to lay an egg. 
I don't think that's going to happen this time. Um, I think Tampa Bay's offense is going to be very pedestrian. Baker Mayfield can't throw the ball downfield. He throws to his running backs quite a bit. I feel like the Lions' front seven um, is going to be able to really feast. Uh, I feel like there'll be a lot of blitzes keeping the game in front of them. Uh, And I think the quarterback advantage for, you know, Goff over Baker is huge. And you could kind of say that about the last three games. Um, I I think unless the Lions have turnover problems, I I see them winning that game handily. I'd say 24-10. I'm good with that score, I think. Moody pretty tired that day from the D.C. trip because I just got back the day before. But this will be a nice pick-me-up watching this game, hopefully. Uh, I think it will be. It's 29-22. Right. The, the simulation says 29-22, Lions win. And uh, we are now 4-2. and two. We're looking a little bit better. We now head down to ball. Now, you did say, though, Jared Goff, he had uh, one touchdown, two interceptions. So didn't protect the ball as much as we would want, but he threw for 380. Um, all right, so now we head up north a little bit to Baltimore. Um, this is Lamar Jackson and... In a revamped Baltimore offense. Well, they have a new offensive <laughs> coordinator this year. Um, They're playing to throw th- a lot more. Throws a lot more. Mark Andrews, that tight end who's been kind of pedestrian the last couple of years. They're going to try to get him more involved. They uh, drafted... I think his name is Zay Flowers in the, yep. the first round. This offense is supposed to pick up a bit. This is another game I really have circled as a key game on the schedule. Um, I'm expecting the Ravens to be much improved. I feel like this is going to be a tough road game. I I feel like if this was in Detroit, I would pick the Lions in a close game. Because it's in Baltimore, I'm going to pick the Ravens here in a close game. Um I'm going to say 21-17 Ravens. Yeah, barring injuries to any of the major players for the Ravens, I'm predicting the Ravens to win. Four okay. points sounds good to me, too. All right. Um, so there's two things here I want I want your reactions to um, based off the simulation. Number one, it's not a close game. It's it's 23-point win by the Lions, 30-7. to seven. So what do you think? To me, this tells me they think – Lamar Jackson's out. <laughs> He's hurt. Because our defense is not going to shut Lamar Jackson down to just seven points. So my, my assumption is that they're they're playing that by this time, well, Lamar does Jackson's... It, does it show you what Lamar it, Jackson's numbers are? No, it only shows us. Okay. It only okay. shows the Lions. My, my only thought is maybe... I'm wondering if they're thinking that the... Uh, that Jackson's been broken half already. It could be that, or my thought is if they go to this like extreme passing attack, like Omar Jackson just also might not be able to sustain that. Like if he just can't pass the Possibly. way that they want him to, there is a possibility because you let's say you get down fourteen points, you're not gonna just be running with him and your running backs the whole time. You're gonna have to open it up and then the Lions can drop extra guys yeah. back and that becomes even more yeah. difficult. So All the right. the well, Lions secondary is the most improved unit on paper. Um, I want to see how that actually translates into games. Um, I kind of agree with Drew. Even if it improves, I don't see us holding them to seven points. Well, I and this is one thing I totally forgot about this. I apologize. This is week seven. Guess who's back? Oh, J-Mo. It's J-Mo time. And uh, Jameson Williams, four catches, has a touchdown for 113 yards. 
Okay. I don't, I don't is, see that happening. I don't it's either. <laughs> I don't either. It sounds awesome. I will take it and run with it. I'm waiting if, for if that's it. Um, is this would this be his coming out party? I don't know. Um, again, the numbers just don't make sense. Thirty to seven, they win. And then you also have Amon Ross St. Brown. Seven receptions. How many yards do you think he would have for seven receptions? I'm guessing by your tone, not a lot. It's crazy. Seven receptions, 39 yards. Well, that means they, they think just, they're going to contain him, keep, let him catch yeah. the ball, don't let, it's let him just get behind you. Crossing pattern, crossing yeah. pattern, yep. crossing pattern. It's moving the sticks. The he, he's, so, All right, now we play the Raiders at home. I don't think we need to talk about this Which, game very much. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Thank God we're playing the Raiders at home. I don't because if that we play, well, no. I, here's my reasoning. If we're playing, because again, we're week eight now. Jameson's back on the team. If we were in Vegas, oh. he wouldn't be ready. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> I did not. I didn't get where you were going with that at all. That's great. <laughs> he's probably going to be in Vegas. Yeah, he, he might miss. He might miss the game because yeah. he's in Vegas. Yeah. He'll fly in Vegas. You know, hoping that they'll move. They'll don't worry. I'm not gambling at yes. our facility. Yeah, I yeah, Vegas. exactly. <laughs> We're staying at the Mystic. All right, fine. I'm, this I'm going away- down to the uh, to the Tangiers. I thought this was right. an away game. <laughs> yeah, I where think is he? He's the, at Circus uh, Circus. Yeah, I think we dominate that game. The the Raiders' offense. I mean, the quarterback downgrade uh, from Carr to Garoppolo is monstrous. I actually liked Carr. I was kind of surprised the Raiders moved on from him. I, I thought that was kind of a good fit there. Um, Garoppolo's terrible. I, I would be not surprised if Garoppolo wasn't the quarterback by then. Like, they, they might have moved on from him. But whoever the quarterback is for the Raiders is not scary. The Lions are going to roll that game. I'd, oh, okay. I'd, I'd give it another 31-7 big win there. All right. Um, they have them that the Las Vegas Raiders come in and win 20, 30 to 23. That's outrageous. <laughs> That's outrageous. And uh, just to go back on my point, Jamison Williams, he's not even the top three receiving points. They he shouldn't sh- be. No, they, well, they, they have, uh, Jamison Williams had one catch for 13 yards and then, you know, a few side bets on this. Uh, you had Jared Goff, 206 yards. Uh, passing, two touchdowns, but they couldn't get anything done on the ground. Yeah, it, they just didn't do well. All right, week nine is our bye. I will tell you right now, I love where the bye is also. It's kind of halfway through the yeah, season. I like, I like it so much like better that. than usually it's, it's like, like a nice week five prep. or something like that at the end. I like it. It's right in the middle. Yep. It's, it's almost like uh, mid-winter break. Yep. All right, we come back, and we head out to Los Angeles, and we are playing the Chargers, which, so this is going to be in a soccer stadium. I think this is, I think, don't they play in, the, in a soccer stadium? They don't I'm play, sure. they don't play in SoFi, I don't think. Um, but the Chargers, what do you think? I think the Chargers are going to beat us by, like, probably four points, something like that, 28-24. This is another tough game. Um, honestly, I feel very similar to this game the way I do the Ravens. I, I think that uh, Justin Herbert's going to have a resurgence year. He was injured last year. I think the Chargers' offense is scary. They have a lot of weapons. If this wasn't coming off the bye week, I would probably predict the Chargers to win. 
Um, the bye week is a big deal in the NFL, and I don't know if the simulator takes that into account, but the Lions will have two weeks to prepare for this game. I'm going to say the Lions pull this out because of the bye week on the road, but I, I, this is a coin flip game. This really could go either way. I'm going to say the Lions win 24-21. All right. Um, it looks like the simulator is taking history into account more than anything else. This, to me, looks like the most Lions score historically. Um, they go out to the West Coast, and they just, again, show their ass. It's uh, They lose 30-17. And uh, it, it sounds... It, that could happen. It could very well happen. Um uh, you got Jared Goff throwing 39 times, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, he's been pretty good protecting the ball. But um, just, not, I mean, nothing's getting done. Nothing's getting done whatsoever. David Montgomery, only seven rushing attempts. Craig Reynolds is back. What worries me is I don't see Jameer Gibbs anywhere on the, oh, Jameer Gibbs. Here we go. Three catches, 31 yards, and uh, four rushes. Well, if that happens for seven yards, then that so, would explain why they're only scoring, what was it, 13 points, 17, 17 points? 30, 17. So after the bye week, before the bye, bye week, they are five and three. We're now five and four. If we're five and four, how do you think, how do you think the fans are feeling? It's a winning record. I think we're not thrilled, but I. We're I'm in like, it. I also. We've only played one divisional game. The back half of the schedule is not bad. So All right, and here we go with Chicago. I think we destroy the I think they have to win the next two games for sure. The next two games are division games at home. They absolutely have to beat the Bears, and they absolutely have to beat the Packers at home on Thanksgiving. Uh, I agree. I think they do. I think they beat both of them. So this is the first time they're going to face um, this year that they're going to face Justin Fields, um, who last year gave them fits. I mean, that could happen, especially again. especially in better. Chicago. Uh, but it also brought up my favorite Dan Miller um, call of the game. I I want to share this with you because it does play a part here in this game. Gun snap to Fields. He's back. Fields looking. Fields pressured. Fields hit from behind. He's going down. No, he stayed up. Fields, no, he's going down. Get him down. Get him down. Sacked. Three tries. Third time was the charm. So the Lions win in this one, 37-13. They do win. Um, So they they get him down. They get him down a lot. Nice. Um, I do think the Bears will be better this year, but I don't think – the defense is improved nearly enough that we need to worry about them in this division. Um, I think the offense took big step forwards. They like what they did on paper with the defense. I don't. I don't think it's that impressive. I think the Lions will easily move the ball in that Bears defense. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you there. I think yeah, the this, beat them. this is the this is the year. I mean, you look at. The Bears' defense is not, and same with Baltimore. Baltimore does not have a stout defense like they're you like you know they usually have. This is not a scary Bears defense whatsoever. All right, so now Thanksgiving, Green Bay, short week. It's on a Thursday, short week. Uh, you just said they have to win this. They do, they do. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in that uh, week three game. But if they lose both games to the Packers, I mean, how, you're not winning this division. This is an absolute must-win game on Thanksgiving. 
All was, right. Was uh, who did we play last year on Thanksgiving? Buffalo. Okay. We should have won that game. We should have won yeah. that game. That again, and that was a that was coaching. a uh, coaching issue. Absolutely. He made a call. It was like, "What are you doing?" You I know. Think, I think the Lions win this game for sure. They have to. All right. Uh, before I give you the score, um, set the scene. When is Thanksgiving dinner? What time? I like a nice three p.m. Thanksgiving dinner. This year we're uh, so at my wife's family we eat like at five, but at my family we eat at like. Two thirty. So, so you do double Thanksgiving dinners. So no, I'm just saying, like, if we were that, we're going to be at my family this this year. We alternate every. Year. Okay, so you're eating early. Okay, and we I only ask you this. I'm it. asking not because I'm you know pr- tr- trying to pry into your lives. Um, you may have to push dinner back a little bit. It's 1916. The Lions win. Okay. But it's tight. It doesn't not overtime, but I'm just saying. There's a little indigestion going on if it's 1916. You. It's you're going to be telling the wife. Not yet, my dear. <laughs> you got to wait a little bit. We're I not think done yet. Lions fans are used to indigestion on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's pretty much the, part of the experience. Yeah, but for for a long time, realize. yeah, but for the longest time, the game was over by the third quarter. We just turned it off. <laughs> Let's eat now That's because fair. you know, drown my sorrows and gravy. Here we're gonna be we're gonna be sweating it. That's true. All right, now we go down to the Big Easy, New Orleans. This is. This is like what you know how the Lions are the hot team. This is also another hot team. They're saying for this, good reason. This is going to be the South uh, champion. Yeah, very possible. Who's their quarterback? They got Derek, Derek, Carr. Derek Carr. I, I okay. talked about Derek Carr when we were talking about the Raiders. I think this is a huge upgrade for the Saints. Saints offense looks very scary to me. Um, I see this as another key road coin flip game. You know, I kind of lumped this in with the Ravens and the Chargers. They don't need to win all those games. If if they'd won one of those three, I feel like we're in really good shape to get to 10-11 wins. I don't care which one they win. Uh, this is one they absolutely could win. Um, but I'm going to guess that they don't. Um, I'm going to say that the uh, Saints win 27-21. I think the Lions win this game. Um, I just, I feel like they're going to start to get on a roll at some point, like they did last year towards the end and maybe just start stacking those wins together. Um, I think also our defense, you know, we have all these new, uh, secondary guys. I think it, they're only going to get better. I mean, uh, barring injury or something, I think they're going to get more cohesive as a unit. And I just think our defense is going to be really coming together by the end of this year. So, uh, I'm going to pick the lions by, uh, I think more or less similar to what, James' score is, but just on the other end. Yeah. It should be a close NFL game. Coaching decisions will matter. Um, all right. So they've got – and there's kind of a homecoming for Dan Campbell, too, because he – Oh, that's a coached, good point. I didn't think of that. He coached in uh, – That's going to be emotional And Aaron Glenn, him. too. Aaron Glenn was also coached on there. Um, they have the Lions winning 30-20 to 20 nice. against New Orleans. And, okay. again, they have – you know, like you talked about with the bye week, how you know they got two weeks and all that. It's a good point. It's, it's like a mini bye. It's a little mini bye week as well. So they and this time they don't they thirty to twenty, not not too bad there. All right, now week fourteen, we are in Chicago, so it's going to be a little cool, a little windy that day. What do you think? Again, Justin feels that you're only three weeks since you last played them. Yeah, um, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I I think we lose this game. I think uh, December has the potential in Chicago to be cold weather. Could be really windy. Uh, you know, I think 
Justin Fields is going to get I, – I like Justin Fields. I think he's going to get better as this year goes on, and I think Justin Fields outside where maybe where neither team is passing as much is a different Justin Fields than maybe on a dome where the Lions can kind of air out a little bit more. Uh, at the same time, the Lions have a sweet offensive line, so maybe we were able to run it back. But I just I think the Bears sneak one of these two from us, and I think it's more likely to be um, at Soldier Field. I still don't believe in the Bears' defense, and your point about the offensive line and the cold is uh, honestly that wasn't something I was going to talk about. But it's an excellent point right. when you when you have a top five offensive line, you just lean on them in the cold, um, and this is the last cold weather game that the Lions have. I also, I don't see any way. I think the Lions win this. The, the Lions win this. Um, I think it'll be closer than at home. And you ask the question, playing close together, does that matter? It does. And it makes the Bears more likely to win. But on paper, the Lions have such a better team. I still expect the Lions to win this game. I guess I'm just poisoned. It just seems like something. It just seems like a. Lions it makes game sense. Well, you you yeah. guys know how NFL schedules yeah. are. I mean, they're going to lose a game that they shouldn't lose. There's there's no doubt about that. This schedule is weird, by the way. The fact that we have the so Bears, many division games right in a yeah. row like this and is, then is weird. Finish with the Vikings being two of our yeah. last three games. Yeah, that's that's, that's the one that scares me. I'm it like, should what? scare you. What in it the absolutely world? should scare you. It's what the yeah. season's going to probably come down to. Yep. Um, if you want to score, I'm going to say twenty to thirteen Lions. Okay. Um, it's a blowout. It's uh, a massive blowout. Thirty-one to six, the Lions win. Oh, cool. The Lions win. I mean, on paper, it's J- Jared Goff has a game. He has a game. 23 of 28. The Bears uh, defense. 224 yards. So, great. again, not a lot of throwing, but he only missed five times. Yeah. Uh, three touchdowns, uh, one to Amon Ross St. Brown, one to Marvin Jones. David Montgomery comes back home because he played for Chicago last year, and he's kind of like, hold my beer, scores a touchdown. Only 46 yards rushing, but still. Um Gets it over the goal line, which is uh, all that matters. So thirty-one to six, and we're now we're welcoming Sean Payton and Russell Wilson to Ford Field. That's another one where I'll, I like to see where that partnership looks like and see kind of how that goes. But he did not look good last year. He looked horrible. He, looked he didn't look awful. good in preseason either. And I don't think he's going to get that much better. And I just think Sean Payton. I don't know. I feel like he's. He's rolling with some scary dice right now. I just feel like he has a, a chance to like taint his career a little bit at the end here. Um, I think the Lions win this game, and I don't think it's super close. I think that of the games that we have to predict without seeing anything, this and the Jordan Love, first Jordan Love game with the Packers are really the hardest to predict without really seeing. We don't right. know right now what the Broncos are. I thought... Uh, I, first of all, I think Sean Payton is an underrated coach. I think he really is good at getting the most out of his players. I thought that was a good hire and a good fit. Um, you, think but he, you think he's underrated? I mean, I, they, they make him sound like he's Jesus with a headset. <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I feel like other than Belichick, he's seen as like the second he's, best coach. Okay, I, I well, would, maybe he's not underrated. Well, no, I, I would say he he he's deserving of his praise. I see. I, that's my thought. I mean, yeah. No one. No, I don't think anyone said, "Boy, Denver made a bad move." Yeah, this guy. I, well, the way I think about this is, I thought 
that the Broncos were going to be much better. I was looking to draft a lot of Broncos in fantasy. And Good to know. I don't always take... <laughs> Thank, thanks for that tip. Well, I don't always take <laughs> into account what I see in preseason, yeah. but I wanted a couple drives where Russ Wilson looked like the old Russ Wilson, and that did not happen. There was even a series where, and you guys are going to laugh at how much uh, preseason football I watched that I even know this, they should have taken the starters out, and they left the Broncos starters in against the trash defense just so that they could have, like, one positive drive. And, I mean, it does not look good right now. So this is a hard game to predict just I mean, based on what we've seen, I kind of have to agree with Drew. It doesn't look like the Broncos have enough. But I really, you guys know, I don't think much of Campbell as a coach. And I do think NFL wins have a lot more to do with coaching than with the players on the field. Some people listening to this podcast might disagree with that. But I think NFL is about coaching more than players a lot of times. So this game scares me. The fact that it's at home for Detroit... I'll pick the Lions right now based on what we've seen, but I'm I feel like my opinion on this game could really change based on what we see from the Broncos. Drew? I think the Lions win. I I again, like James said, I, I want to see what that partnership looks like, but Russell Wilson does not look like anything like what Russell Wilson used to be. I think he's he's on the downside of his career. He's on the downside of his career. Um all right, so the simulator the student has become the, the teacher here. Uh, 27, 20 to 7, the Lions win. So Sean Payton just doesn't have any answers for the Detroit defense. Plus, and, uh, plus, I'll take Dan Campbell in a fight over Sean Payton. Well, there's that. 40 times out of 40. I'll take Dan Campbell in a fight anytime because, I mean, he's going after kneecaps. He baby. bites kneecaps. He, he bites kneecaps. He, eat, he feasts on kneecaps. All right, week 16. Now, this is the scary part. I mean, Corey, can you update us on what the Lions record is? Sure. Because it that's is. going to be very important going into these last three games. As of right now, we are 10 and 4. Okay. We're living we're living good. We are living good right now. I think we split these last two Vikings games. I don't think we win both. I don't think we lose both, but I think yeah. we win. I don't know which one we win. I think I I almost would love this is my dream is that the Vikings, we lose the first one and then the second one is like we need it to win the division. That would be wow. amazing, but I don't yeah. know if that will happen. Well, it's one of those things. I look at the schedule and I'm like, okay, great. Green Bay, early in the season, yeah. you don't have to deal with the elements. Sweet. Right. right. Um, the last f- uh, four games, you're playing All in, in domes, in domes, indoors. Great. But the last three games, this is your this is a gauntlet. You it got is. Minnesota twice, and then in between, the schedule makers said, "Oh yeah, here try Dallas on for yeah. size." So this is this is going to test the metal of the Lions. Week sixteen, we are in Minnesota. What do you, what do you think, you Drew? You first. I think we lose this one. I think uh, I think Lions lose by a, by a field goal. Okay, I agree. I agree. I I feel, I mean, a lot will depend on what the Vikings situation is, but, you know, the predictions are it's it's the Lions and the Vikings for this division. If we're both at 10 wins at this point and and they both have like that playoff push, I I think the Vikings will will take care of business when they're at home. This might sound ridiculous, but I think if we struggle this year, I think there might be some depth. This might be somewhat defined by a, field goal troubles. Like, I honestly think that could be a definition of the season could be like, 
oh, we missed two there. We missed one there. Same with the Ravens game. Same with the Saints game. Same with the Chargers game. All those coin flip games, kicks matter a ton. Could be Seattle, too. I mean, they lost by by field goal. Remember last year we got to a point where we weren't making the field goals, and then Campbell was, like, going for a fourth down. Yes. That might happen again. I still don't trust his fourth down decision. How can a professional team be in that situation? I don't know. I mean, in college, that's not... Um, the Vikings win twenty to fifteen. So okay, so we're, we're, almost... we're it's it v- sounds very much like it could be fourth down. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we made a field goal and mix missed two extra points. Yeah, some <clears throat> something I don't know. So um, so we've got that. Now we're in Dallas again. Not an easy in between. I mean, I'd much rather go. I'd much rather have Arizona. You know. Yeah. But Dallas. Who they're, I mean, a lot of people are saying they're going to be fighting for the NFC East. So they need, it's not one of these where they don't need this game. They need this game just as much as we need this game. Uh, we're in Dallas. Makes it seem like that Broncos game is a must win. Yeah. If we don't win that Broncos game and we're at nine wins and then we got to go to the Vikings and then we got to go to Dallas, this, this Dallas game could potentially be a playoff game. Where like the out of these two teams, whoever wins is. I in think the, the last three weeks are playoff games. You could look at it that way for sure. Um, I think the Cowboys will win this game. I agree. I don't think we win this game. I think we lose. And if we're already at ten wins, I'm fine with that. Really. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Ten wins does it, not get you into the playoffs necessarily. But it it makes everything about that last game of the season. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think we lose to the Cowboys there. I think we lose by a touchdown. They have them winning. So it must be that Dak Prescott's hurt, Cooper Rush has been killed, and Trey Lance is now the quarterback. It's a real possibility. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. 20, well, it's also a 27 real to 7 is the score they yeah, have that's, down. That's something. What is it? 27 to 7. Again. It's yeah. also a real possibility that we win that game. Oh, I mean, yeah. We, we might be under. I, mean, our, I, I, I know you don't think a lot of Dan Campbell. He's a better coach than Mike McCarthy. I don't know if I would agree with that. That's another podcast. Yeah, I Mike McCarthy is not a good coach. I am, in my opinion. All right, so here we go. We are eleven and five. I think we win this last game. Eleven yeah. and five, last game of the season. This is going to be Sunday night football. There's no question about it. We are at home against the Minnesota Vikings. This is probably for uh, the. Could be the division. Could be. It's got to be for the division. A home playoff game. Home playoff game in the division. Maybe even a bye week. That's tough. quite possibly. Drew, you just said we win this game. What do you think? This is going to decide whether I'm uh, taking one of those PTO days on that, <laughs> one of those Mondays. <laughs> uh, I think I think they win this game. I think last year that last game set a tone for for this team being a little bit more clutch than these teams in the past. I know they fumbled it on the Carolina game and whatnot, but uh, they should have been in the playoffs last year. That Seattle game was a debacle before theirs, and and I think this is going to set a tone, and, and maybe they're already in the playoffs at this point, but I think beating the Vikings and winning division is a lot different than making the wild card, and I think getting a home playoff game is something that will happen under Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, and I think it happens this year. I James? agree. I, I agree with everything Drew just said. Um, I, I think the home road splits in division are really huge. I think it is hard to win division games on the road. And 
I think the fact that we just played the Vikings two weeks earlier will work to our advantage in this game. I think it's really hard to beat a team back-to-back that quickly. And uh, I, I agree with everything Drew said. I, I think the Lions do win. I think it gets us our first division championship since 92. First NFC North championship ever. That's that's very depressing to say that. It was NFC Central, I think, in ninety one when wow. we won yeah. last. Yeah, um, I think you go four and two in your division. You're looking pretty good. Especially, I agree. Especially if you sweep one and sweep and split we gotta sweep two. the Bears. Yeah. I agree. Well, we've swept the Bears and we've swept and we have swept the Packers. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going before I give you the final score. I'm going to give you some stats. Okay, let's hear it. Jared Goff, twenty eight for fifty two, passing three hundred forty six yards. Jameson Williams, 117 receiving yards and a touchdown. Amon Ross St. Brown, 102 yards. So Jameer Gibbs, on. 74 yards. Uh, David Montgomery, 75 rushing yards. We scored 900 points? I don't know. I have a weird feeling you're going to be like, and hey, we lost. <laughs> We're maybe foreshadowing 2019 Minnesota wins. Yeah. How do you have that kind of yards racked up and you only score 19 points? Are we playing well, on a football well, field that's 300 yards we missed, long? We missed I, seven field goals. <laughs> I left out that Jared Goff also had three interceptions. I see. Uh, gotcha. um, those offensive numbers would yield many more than 19 points. And Ndamukong Sue was kicking again. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember exa- that game? Yes. Um, that was weird. So they lose. So here's the question. You're 4-2 and two in the division, but you've lost both to Minnesota. I You're imagine a, Minnesota's win. My the, my uh, guess would my assumption would then be that Minnesota is the division champ. Um overall you're 11 and 6. Are you in the playoffs? Yes. 11 win team should be in the playoffs. I think so too. I also do have a prediction about Damakong Su. They mentioned on the radio like a month or two ago, but he always waits till yeah. like yeah, he I hates could see the Lions camp. being the team that he joins. I would love it if the Lions got That would be awesome. I want him I'd to stomp on some fellas. Well, we need some depth in the defensive line. Yeah. Well, I also like they were talking on the radio the other day. You've got um the ki- you got the kicker who uh was for who played for San Francisco, he played for Chicago. Gold? Yeah, Robbie, Robbie Gold. Gold, who played for Michigan State, I think, too. Is that true? I, I think know. I don't know. But um he wants to play near Chicago by his family. Okay. Why don't we're close to Chicago? We're only four hours I like away. The sound of that. Why yeah. aren't they picking him up? He's I mean, he gonna... he's not even. You well, don't have to trade him. He's a free weird, agent. He has some weird views on the kicking game. It's one of those things. It's, I mean, it's me. oh, is it in Bradley trust? Yeah. yeah. It's is it? I mean, do we have to just? Well, this is two years in a row that he's just neglected with, I know. the kicker, like he's playing fantasy football. You know, fantasy football, you wait to the last round to draft your kicker, and like, I don't really care who my kicker is. It's, that's his attitude. So, all right. So, 11-6, Lions, they'll make the playoffs, but not a home game, I don't think. I, I would no. Say I, no I'm going to say they're a wild you're, card. You're not getting a home game without winning You're, this you're on the road. It could, be a, it could be a Lions-Dallas rematch, possibly. It could be. Which, uh, you're playing back in Big D, I don't know. Um. Eleven and six. Are you happy with it? I'm happy with it. If they win the division, I'm happy. I mean, I would like them to win a playoff. Okay, yeah, but if they I, don't, I but if they don't win the division, no, no, no. You, you gotta win the division. Okay. You have to win this division. So it's division or bust. I'm not. For me, it is division or bust. I'm personally not angry if they make it as a wild card, but I'm not. I'm not thrilled. I'm like kind of bummed out. It's like, you know, it's 
you're coming in second place. It's just, it's not as exciting. I will still get amped up for the playoff game. We'll be excited. I'll talk about how the, cause you know, anything can happen in football, but if you don't win your division, I'll be, I'll consider the regular season a little bit of a disappointment. Not a success. I would consider it a major yeah. disappointment. And this will not be our last time talking about the Lions. So <laughs> yeah. we, we're going to be talking about them all the way through, as well as Michigan, um, who I just heard a podcast say the, uh, they're, um, they are looked at as uh, going to the national championship against Georgia. So I, I That'll take be that. That'll be fun to talk about. I take fun that. to get there and lose. All right. Thanks, guys, for doing this. And uh, we will be back with some uh, national ch- national champion tiebreakers, uh, teams that have tie- that tied in history uh, for the national championship in football, and, they, and we are going to break the tie and see who uh, – who comes out supreme? So we will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time.